Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm here with Gav and G for this episode of the show. We are six weeks into the regular season, and injuries and bye weeks are ravaging rosters everywhere. We brainstormed the best ways to put together a starting lineup for this week. Then, we recap a miserable week in the Listener League and give our Week 7 starts and sits. Today is October 17th, 2023 and this is episode 116 of the show i don't know about you guys but i had a great week i'm up you're down g fuck you <laughs> fuck you gav <laughs> you know how much that pains me <laughs> listen your team won you have a winning what team the, what do you mean i have a bye week or, or will you have a good win that was a good well, win. It was a comeback win. This is fantasy football podcast. You know, it's not the Steelers podcast. Yeah, but so we, my fantasy football teams have been struggling. <laughs> like this is one of my worst years. Almost every single league I'm in, I'm two and four. Yeesh. Every league? Just certified mid. Like not even like like bad. Like most of the two and fours are like tenth out of twelfth or like or like eight out of nine or ten, nine out of ten, stuff like it's not good, but like it's just fucking ass. But is it competitive though? Like, are you putting up competitive numbers or is Fuck it like bottom? No. <laughs> the league I have my best record in, I have the worst scoring in. Like in the league, I am dead last in points scored, and I'm second place or third place. <laughs> Wait, hey, second place or third you just place? Gotta get the luck. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's I hope that's the case. Half half my teams are good. Half my teams are bad. It's just the bad teams are the ones that I care about, and uh, I don't really care about the good teams. Well, doesn't matter to me. I'm just. I'm surprised. Like, I'm like the like my fantasy team right now. Honestly, is like it feels like the Niners. Like you're they're doing really hot, but something's gonna happen. You know. Yeah. Shout out Nando for jinxing my ass. (laughs) He was. He said like, "Oh, let's pick up Brock Purdy. Let's do this. I love CMC." And that. And then all of a sudden, everything goes down. And I told you guys last week, something's bound to happen. And it uh, it did. Of course, it was last week, but that, it's against the Browns' defense. Like, come on, that's a get right for them. Yeah, I'm not too worried. Hmm. All right, they are the best defense in the league right Let's now. Let's go. So. The Browns. Let me do the recap. Yeah. Right. All now, right. Actually. So I'll just start off with the hottest like headline of the week. It was me versus G. Well, and unfortunately, I had to clap G 141 to 99. I didn't want to do it like that. I kind of wanted to give my boy the win because I was so high. But, you know, it is what it is. I should have colluded next time. Sorry, G. Well, fuck you, bro. <laughs> team's not even that good, bro. My team just played bad like every other week, but I don't know what the answer is. And I'm not no, not really sure where I'm going with this, but... He's coming back. He's... <laughs> hey, bro. Love you too, bro. Uh, so, um, I improved to 5-1 and one and... G goes to two and four, unfortunately. Um, next one I have on my roster. I mean, just follow the podcast losers. You know, Matt went up against Bryant last week, and unfortunately, Matt lost one twelve to one thirty three, losing to his the guy he brought on to yep. like the show and into fantasy and kind of ruined everything for us. What What do you mean ruined? But, I hate yeah. him, honestly, in fantasy. <laughs> well. Either way, um, I am 
literally facing every week I looked at it ever since I faced FF Sportsman Mr. Inactive in week one every other team has scored at least 130 points on me um and (laughs) (laughs) that's not cool (laughs) it's also it's also the fact that um it's the same problems every week Justin Fields got hurt this week so he put up five points so I couldn't even do anything with that and then and then again uh my tight end I switched my tight end for the third time I think and Guess what? Same results. He scores one point, uh, which I guess is an improvement over last week when I got zero points. But you know, I, I my tight ends have scored a total of seven points in the last four weeks in PPR. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So I mean, in short, this has been miserable for me. And I I know my team is Kyron Williams put up a great game. Zay Flowers put up seventeen. Jalen Waddle put up eighteen. Like, Kyron Williams put up 21. Kamara put up 17. I just don't get what's going on. Like, just a couple failures from some big positions, and uh, I'm 2-4. and four. I just don't like it. It's unfortunate. See, we are your professional podcasters, but we do. We are human, so we can't win them all, you know? So don't get down, you know? You just right keep now, fighting back and find some trades. not winning any. <laughs> Unfortunately. And these are our two best podcasters. <laughs> Don't yeah, say that so, after we just said we sucked, all right? Like, you gotta be all humble and shit. Uh, yeah, that no, I'm trying, that to, our, I'm trying to help you guys. If we're the best like, podcasters, that means our podcast is uh, is two and four. <laughs> two and four quality. <laughs> no, no so it, we just give the great advice, but we don't take our own advice, you know? Yeah. Basically, so, um, what Gav said is be real, Matt. You know it's two and four ass podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fine. Um,. I'll just go back to back with another podcaster, Nando. Um, it's kind of unfortunate. He played Robbie two times. Um, it This is the highest scoring uh, game of the week. 166, 161 from Nando and 173 to Big Robbie for the dub. Um, Nando is complaining because he always plays the highest scoring um, team in the league that week. But he's still 4-2, so I don't know. I, I wouldn't be concerned at all if I was Nando. He's putting up, like, I think he has more points than anyone else in the league. I mean, I'm sure he's fine. It doesn't really matter. And again, given the state of affairs that we're in as a league, as long as he makes the playoffs, I think he could just threaten anyone in this league. Truly. I think Dynamite team. I don't understand how he has. Really, it's just Mostert that is popping off for him. But, you know, whatever. We're not going to praise him. Um, So Nando goes to 4-2 and two, and Robbie two times is 3-3. Three and three. Okay, um, next up. Oh, okay, this is the heartbreak of the week, guys. Um, we have Dylan, our beloved podcaster, most handsome. He unfortunately went up against <laughs> FF Sportsman, the literal bot doing nothing, unactive, losing 121 to 122 by a point. Jesus Christ. I mean, it it's, can't, it's that's so razor funny. thin. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan so tough. I, I was on a call with Dylan Sunday night after all the games, and he was like, I have Eckler, I have the Cowboys defense, I need like 16 points to win or something. You think I can win? And I was like, yeah, I mean, that seems pretty straightforward, right? And there was this, he was already worried by halftime because he was not getting the points he needed to. And there was this play, I think, on Monday Night Football where um, they were at the goal line, the Chargers were at the goal line. Herbert throws it to Eckler. And Eckler's about to get into the end zone, but the Cowboys stop him just short of the goal line. <laughs> and then and Herbert then they goes throw... and gets someone else. Yeah. 
they throw it to I I saw that because I have Eckler on the money league. He throws it to Keenan Allen, and they're not even guarding like so. And it's also because Dallas he has a Dallas defense, so when the touchdown is scored, his points go down, and then he got that sack and interception at the end. But it just was like one point short. If you got one more sack, if you got one more reception from Eckler, anything. If Jalen Hurts didn't throw three interceptions, right? God, like that's that's the kind of fantasy loss that's literally going to haunt you when you're 35. You have like three children, but you still think about what could have been on that <laughs> one, one pick, week. <laughs> two pick, three pick. Oh, yeah, doesn't make that was it. tough. That was horrible. Uh, I mean, that I mean, feels the like unfortunate team of the week. For real. Losing the sportsman, too. I know. I mean, one of the podcasters always loses to, like, the inactive or, like, just the worst team. N- Dylan, you're that guy this week or this year. So, Sad. Dylan goes to 2-4 and four and Sportsman with his first dub, 1-5. and five. Congratulations. Still bottom of the leaderboard, though. Okay. So, we have a local legend here. Finally, some brightness in the dark skies. Ugly kid going up against a uh, young midi. Hey, wait, wait. Read his name. Uh, okay, I'm gonna read it. Hugh, okay, like Hugh Jackman, jazz, like the the music and balls. So Hugh Jazz Balls. Wow. Yeah. No pause I mean, or no nothing. No, no, no pause. All gas, no breaks. And he he took that energy into the uh, matchup this week. He scored 122 to 101. Um, we we like it. He he's on honestly an honorary podcaster. Uh, uh, and I I don't like mini, so this is a win for me too. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> As a Chicago Bay, I, I'm just still mad from last year. So, ugly kid goes to five and one, and young midi goes to three and three, and we're at the last matchup of the week. My boy G Jamar, sorry, I got two G's, and uh, goat rush. You do this every time. You do Dude, the I, fucking I, thing, bro. Give me give me the names of this one too. <laughs> so Jamar's name is. Los Angeles Ashholes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, well, Goat Rush is just Goat Rush. Team Goat Rush, so. Uh, J- Jamar, honest, unfortunately, lost 105-04 to 109, putting Jamar at 3-3. Three and three, and uh, Goat Rush at 4-2. and two. It's a tough so, one. Tough. Tough loss. Um, and Jamar's charges lost in, like, the worst faction, so, you know, well, it was that, all around. That happens every other Sunday. <laughs> True. So, uh, the final standings as it's as it is, we have FF Sportsman at twelve, Dylan at eleven, our young Matt at tenth, uh, OG following him at ninth. Then we have Brian at eighth, Mini at seven, Jamar at six, Robbie two times at five, Go Rush at four, Nando at three, Ugly Kid at two, and yours truly at one. Mm. Uh, First of all, thanks, Listener League. For changing all your names like a couple hours before the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Robbie two times is big cock up. <laughs> Did you get mine? Oh, and <laughs> Jesus, big hairy balls. Okay. Man. I mean, not that, even subtle. Is that a pun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how you can see it like that, but you know, just, big hairy it's balls. Just literal, man. just, you know, whatever. <laughs> Honestly, like this, like this entire football season. Oh, and Dylan wants yeah. Dylan wants us to know that his team is a fraud. Oh yeah, and he he did text me. Um, let me pull up the text. He 
He said, on the podcast today, let them all know that the San Diego Chargers are all frauds. <laughs> <laughs> that is, well, that's what they're known for. We feel you, Dylan. Oh, and of course, Matt is still stunned with the Young Men Club. So Yeah, Young Men Club, sticking with them, getting rid of the old man Logan Thomas this week. It's not Just working for you, out. honestly. So, No, man. I, Go I old. No, I'm not going old. You know, the funny thing is, I think, I think the Nando's team, I think they're relatively old. And uh, you know how that's going. He's got <laughs> Adams, uh, Keenan Allen, Mostert. I think they're all over 30. Tucker. Are you an ageist? Oh, yeah, definitely. You Absolutely. didn't know Matt, Matt's been an ageist, bro. He's got yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio as his freaking um, icon. <laughs> I only knew Matt as a sexist, but... That's going to get cut. <laughs> Let's go. I beat the racist allegations. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And I'm still at Chimp Hunter 1, so, you know. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, this is a very miserable moment. We're all in the pit of misery here. At least our podcasters, except for Gav, is concerned. Um, all in different ways. But as of right now, me, Dylan, and G are all out of the playoffs if it were to end today. But clearly the season doesn't end today. There's still one in five teams. There are two in four teams like us. I mean, it's a long season. It is a long season. And we say Extra this every long. year. Yeah, it's week 18. Like, there's 18 weeks. Like, but I think we need a rallying kind of motivational cry or something to kind of, is there any hope at this point? Because the lights feel pretty dim when you're one in five at this point of the season. If you're one in five, the lights are dim. Their team is probably ass. If you're two and four, you got a chance. But a one in five, it's you got to make the perfect move. And I don't know what that is. And we're going to try to help you. But that essentially is what it's going to take. Is it trading away for a guy that's you might be your best player, and then picking up a guy that's. I mean, we played a little bit worse so far this year, and hopefully he plays better. And then, you know, kind of playing that type of game, I think there's the best chance you have. Yeah, honestly, you need to listen to our podcast to know who to specifically start and who to trade for. And we're about to tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of where you are in 2-4, and 1-5, don't be afraid to make a trade that you look like you're going to lose at, in initially, right? Like... If you're trading away your best player, right, for a couple of pieces that might make your team overall better, like, or not even, like, what do you have to lose at this point? You're two and four, you're one and five. If you're one and five, I would honestly, like, just try to sell and just see if you can do something different. Like, it's so easy right now, if especially if you're in a free league, to just, like, oh, I'm just going to focus on something else <laughs> for the rest of October and November, right? And just take, like, and just leave. But don't be that guy who just becomes inactive and then everybody gets a free win off of like you should always just try and it's all so much funnier honestly to play the wild card than to you know actually come in with expectations right you just set your lineups you still learn about the league still learn about what's going on and kind of maybe players who break out on the waiver wire and then maybe you can you know research for next year but the focus should always be like it's not over until you're mathematically eliminated there's a lot of season left even though we're two and four, I think me and G still have a chance because guess what? Eighth seed right now, Bryant, he's two and four too. We just need to score more points than him, right? 
<laughs> shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, your goal is to squeak into the playoffs. Most teams are eight league, eight team playoffs. And I remember two years ago, um, I was an eighth seed in my hundred dollar league, and I upset the first seed because he was injured that week, and then went on to be winning third place. And third place at that point made made my money back and made my hundred dollars back to my hundred dollar league, and. I would honestly take that as a win because I was dog shit, probably didn't deserve it, and ended up getting a hundred bucks. So it just honestly like depends on how you play. You know, um, if you're gonna make some trades, I think that's the way to go. But it's hard sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I am a, the king of terrible starts. I have, I think, in the last couple years alone, I've not been good. I've always been like one and three, two and two, never four and zero, oh, but always first in the waiver wire and then you just have to keep grinding your way back up it sucks it's totally stressful way more than it has to be but if you want to win if you want that glory you just got to do whatever it takes make a trade you know make a waiver wire move that makes you look embarrassing like you just have to do what you have to do to win and you know if you don't you're already down so it doesn't matter so just no shame no shame um I mean, week seven, not looking prettier, right? If you're two and four, it's going to be tough. Personally, and I'll tell you my situation right now, I lost Debo Samuel, Justin Fields, and Kyron Williams all in the same week, and I lost a game. So I'm two and four, and I lost three starters, and uh, I'm looking for solutions here. And then everyone's on bye, right? CJ Stroud, my backup's also on bye. So I'm kind of screwed in terms of quarterback here. And I think when I looked at the numbers early on this week, there are six teams on by Texans, Panthers, Bengals, Cowboys, Jets, Titans. And then the injuries, obviously. We have A-Chan, Connor, Jefferson, Anthony Richardson, Khalil Herbert, Rashawn Johnson, Debo Samuel, Justin Fields, Kyron Williams, David Montgomery, Trevor Lawrence, Christian McCaffrey, and Jimmy Garoppolo, right? So I looked at basically our league, and there is an average of 3.5 players that are out, basically, for this week on every person's team right now, like, in this 12-team league. So that is ridiculous. Like, people are losing. They're dropping, like, flies out here. Waiver wires is probably going to be a madhouse, right? But if you're that 2-4 and four team, even if you're a 5-1 and one team, you're going to need those wins whenever you can get. And you need to put together a starting lineup right now, right? And, you know, I'm thinking about this movie yeah. called The Replacements here. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Replacements? Has That's a great movie. It? It's like, like one of my favorite movies of all time. Why don't you describe it? All right. So it's John Wick gathering a bunch of his friends. Well, not really his friends. It's like just some like uh, like rep- like re- literal replacements um, to play for, what was it, like a, G- a Florida team? Because there was a player lockout. And they... Yeah. They they play all the way up until like the championship, and I think they just fumble it by like a touchdown or something like that, and they just walk off into glory. But there are replacements. Yeah, I mean, they're just replacements out there. I mean, you know that right now you can't get the team that you want or the team that you have right now is injured or on by. You gotta find the replacements out there. They may not be pretty. They may not look the best. If they get the job done, they get the job done. So we're really focusing in on just this week, right here, right now, in terms of the players that you should be getting. 
Um, and you know, this episode is going to come out basically during waivers when waivers are being processed. So let's talk about some like really deep cuts out there. We're in a 12 team league ourselves here, but you know, hopefully most teams are in a 10 man league or whatever. What is like a really kind of deep player that you're kind of targeting here or just any kind of waiver priorities that you're looking at or what people should be looking at? I mean, what are you guys looking at? Because my per- so this perspective is different at this point in time. Like, I know you guys are probably trying to get the studs. Anyone that you're that's like number one, like position, like a running back, like Zach Evans. He's going to be like obviously the RB one for the Rams nah, coming up. Fuck that, dude! I need some talent. <laughs> oh, okay, so Zach Evans, yeah, exactly. Zach Evans is not going to be a more than a one to two, maybe like you know one to two week replacement. That's why I'm more of a, you know, let's let's kind of maneuver and use like players that I pick up off waiver wires as part of trade pieces, especially um, guys like Zach Evans. That sort of guy that might, you know, if you pick him up, you can look to throw him in as a piece of one of your trades, right? Something where you're kind of manipulating multiple different things that you can do to your favor, right? Like I'm sure if you're asked, your waiver wire should be pretty decent. Hopefully you're not also fucked on that, but you know. So basically you're saying use your number one waiver priority, get the number one waiver priority guy, flip him in a trade. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, for example, like if I'm one in five or from two and four and I got a guy like, um, you know, maybe like a stud, you know, think of like the, the Kelses of the world or think of like, you know, someone of that nature where you can, you'd probably get a few guys maybe throw in a guy like off a waiver cup wire and then try to break it down into filling starting position players on your team. How many starters can someone give me for this? Can someone give me, if you're playing super flex, a second quarterback, or if you're playing just a regular, you know, uh, regular setup, you you maybe need a flex, maybe you need a tight end. You know, obviously you'd want to get a tight end replacement if you're trading someone like Kelsey, but then you want to kind of fill out how these starters are going to get into my team you know, obviously when you're kind of asked, most of these guys do trade for should be pretty easy plug and plays. Their positions and their where they're going to do for your team should be pretty obvious. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't trade or sell any of my players. If I'm like looking at Kelsey and I'm like, oh, I can get Evan Ingram back and uh, I can get this really good receiver, but I don't really need a receiver, you know, then you're not filling a starting position. So do these, you know, sell these trades and do them if you can fill multiple positions of your shit roster. So in that kind of aspect, are you kind of looking like, okay, I'm looking for a long-term guy, basically. Like, I need a guy that's just going to, like, carry me through the next couple of weeks, not just this week. Um, At least, I would say, yeah. I mean, because obviously the guy you're selling off is supposed to be, you know, one of your better players left. So you want to be in a situation where the guys you're picking up are going to be, hopefully, you know, you can start them now, string a few wins together and then you know your outlook of your roster and your team is going to be changing perspective everybody's in the league's mind your mind you know everybody's gonna have a you know a much better opinion of your roster if you can string a couple wins together and it's about consistency you can't just make a move now and then you know just hope that one move is going to do it all right because obviously it's not you're not your team's not good enough for one move to change it all that's why you gotta you know, be active every week you know spending waiver wires and making minimal trades even big trades to therefore set up other trades and other waiver wire setups you know all that type of stuff right interesting 
Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it in a more kind of short-term mindset because, like, I'll give you, like, and we didn't even talk about it yet, and I was saving it for, guys, this segment. But, like, I told you guys already, my team has Justin Fields and uh, CJ Stroud. And CJ Stroud's on bye this week. Trevor Lawrence, uh, not Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields is hurt, right? So I don't have a quarterback this week. And I don't really want to make a huge move because I, if anything, I'm going to make CJ Stroud my starter if Justin Fields is out for an extended period of time. So I was looking across the league, looked at the quarterbacks out on the market, uh, wanted to kill myself because it was Daniel Jones and Joshua Dobbs as the two best guys out there. So I said, oh, that's not a great option. So I looked at the backup quarterbacks for everybody else, and I know that basically people have buys, and they're trying to fill out rosters too. They're going to be cutting players. But, you know, I got like I got a pretty low waiver priority. I spent a lot of it last week. So I basically hit up Bryant in our listener league because I noticed that he had three running backs on buy, and I just said, hey, I know that you're probably going to cut Howell, so why don't you, instead of cutting Hal, I was going to cut Keontae Ingram. Let's just trade the two of them. We each get someone that we need to possibly put in our lineup. And let's just do it like that. And so we accepted the trade. I got Sam Howell now as my quarterback for a week. He's my Keanu Reeves. Uh, <laughs> and then after after this week, I'm going to let him ride out into the sunset on probably the waiver wire. <laughs> but that's the kind of move that I want to make right now. And that's a trade I'm trying to make right now. Like that's a different way of approaching it where you just get a short-term trade and you try to win this week because, you know, I I like the long-term outlook. I like the long-term outlook of things. But right now I'm just trying to make a trade right now so I can just win this week because this week is looking grim and I can't take being two and five at this point because at that point it's going to be too far gone and, you should always try to prioritize or make sure that you're winning the weeks that you have right now because you can't look too far into the future because if you're too far into the future, you might not even be competitive at a certain point. And then obviously players get hurt. You might not be able to recover, right? So you should try to get as many wins as you can right now. And that's the kind of philosophy I'm approaching with trades right now. So I'll, you know, Matt and G gave it a, like a, a a losers like well not losers perspective, <laughs> like negative perspective where like your team is two and four, one and five. You know, they're making moves immediately. Um, coming from a five and one, what my my thing would be uh, right now. What the fuck did you just say? It's factual. I'll give him that. Like I'm not trying to put you guys down. You guys were just stating facts. Like you're two and four and you're making big moves now. Like, you know, me. On the other hand, I'm not trying to make too big of moves. I'll see what I can get. I get pretty greedy with my trades right now. Like, um, cause I can afford to lose a couple, give up like maybe two games here and there. I'm trying to, sh- trying to ship like my mid tier players. Like I have, um, Mike Evans, um, Derrick Henry, you know, Michael Pittman. I know it seems like trash. Um, but I would just try to feast on these horrible, <laughs> horrible teams like Matt and G and, you know, you saying here, Grav? <laughs> you know, trying to yeah, learn, right? You you let him fucking get on his high horse, Matt. You fucking were like, oh no, he's trying. I'm like, trying no, to exploit me. Yeah, you don't know. Shit. Yeah, don't honestly, know what that's shit the state. Of, that's the state of the game. You know, you kind of have to take advantage of what you. Yeah, what, you're peaking you right now. Peak. 
All good, bro. Peak right now, man. If it's week seven, listen, it's week bro. seven. Your first place. Congratulations, bro. Gav, I do wanna, I do wanna ask you something though, because I'm looking at your team right now. Your week this week, you have Jalen Warren and Rashawn Johnson, who's currently in concussion protocol as you're starting two running backs, right? Derrick Henry's on bye. Najee Harris is Najee Harris, right? Like, you, it doesn't seem like you have a lot of great solutions either, right? So, in terms of how you're approaching this week, I know you don't have as much pressure to win. So, how how aggressive are you going to be on the waiver wire? Well, so I, my philosophy is that just always go hard in the waiver wire, no matter what. I mean, because um, you can find a diamond in the rough out, out here. There's a lot of players. Like, I'll give you the person that I think is going to like. He could honestly be more than just a, a plug and play. Uh, who's still on the waiver? Like Kareem Hunt for the Cleveland Browns. Um, he just he he put up a 16 point game last week, um, and that was like the first time they actually utilized him in like, in a, like a, a, a committee, finally against the Niners, who's like a pretty predominant defense. Mm-hmm. So like, there's still people that you can find on the waiver wire to fill in your needs, and I'm at a high priority. I know some other people don't have that kind of luxury because I was holding back on picking up um, waiver wires last week. I should have said that earlier. But yeah, as like somebody who's ab- above on the waiver wire or like above in the in the league, you don't have to submit, um, you know, waivers. But you can hold off and pay dividends now. Like I'm definitely gonna pick up Kareem Hunt, who will definitely fill in that running back spot that I'm missing. Even though, like, I mean, last week I made a pretty good call on like you just have to choose your guys and make sure that you're stout with it because Salvin Ahmed. He's the running back for um, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. he ended up scoring like a last-minute touchdown, which brought him up to 12 points. So, like, that's why you have to listen to our podcast because um, we give you those insider picks, you know, that it looks like a bust, but we got you. So, basically, but yeah, you're I'm, saying, I'm, like, I'm going hard. Even even though you're 5-1, and one, you're going to, and you still need yeah. players to replace, you're still going to try to replace those players, right? So Yeah, you still, yeah, I mean, you, so you have to be proactive. Just because you're 5-1 and one does not mean you stay still. I'm not saying don't make any moves. I'm saying let it, like, let it percolate. Let all, like, like everyone who's, um like, has the fire on, you know, let them make a bad move and then take advantage of it, you know. <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but that's just business, baby. And I would add that if you are a five and one team or a six and zero team, crazy, and you don't have any players that you need to replace this week, some by some miracle, I would wait for people to drop their players because there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be dropped because they can't afford to wait. Like the Texans, Panthers, there's probably Miles Sanders, uh, maybe C.J. Stroud, maybe Tank Dell, right? Like I could see some of these players get dropped and then. If you have no one that you have to replace, you could probably upgrade talent without even having to burn waiver priority. You just wait for Wednesday and you get them and you pick them up. Yeah, I like that too, especially if you have like a lower waiver priority because then you just jump everyone next week. But um, if you have a high one, you might as well go for the guys that we tell you to pick up because our, our advice is golden. <laughs> well, let's you know, I'll give you one of that advice right now. Yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so... um. Pick these guys. Pick these guys that people should be looking at on the waiver wire right now. The Rams running back situation is going to be Zach Evans. They signed Daryl Henderson and Royce oh Freeman today. God. Are you even going to try for any of them? And if so, which one? 
If any of them I'm going to try for, it's going to be the one that's going to play this week because the Steelers' run defense is dog shit. So whichever one gets the most touches, which, which most likely looks like it's going to be Zach Evans, I would just pick him up, I guess. <sighs> I would pick up Zach Evans too um, if if it was dire need, you know, um, just because he's going to get clear touches. But I like Darrell Henderson because he's already part of the system, and when he did play for the Rams, he was kind of like a – he was pretty good. He was a red zone guy, and I don't know if Kyrene Williams warrants – not a not a committee so later that's for like the higher people like the the people in five and one four and two i think zach evans is the guy but the fact that they signed so many players kind of concerns me about how long or how much faith they have in him he might be more of a because he's a rookie they might see him more of as a a developmental guy they don't really want to put him in the fire that quickly so if anyone i would probably go with daryl henderson as well because Yes, McVeigh loves him. I've had I've been an owner of him for like two years, and <laughs> sadly, yeah, he was like a 15th round pick, and he returned way more dividends than that. So I definitely go with Daryl Henderson after if if you can't get Zach Evans, don't put a waiver priority on Daryl Henderson. Wait for everybody to finish up at midnight. Maybe add Daryl Henderson as a stash. That's how I added Keontae Ingram last week. Yeah, that's that's lethal. All right, Jordan Mason, Eli Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey. I'll tell you as a Niners fan, I think he's going to be out for a week. Like, personally, I think he's not going to. The only reason why he would be out there is if Shanahan pulls a Shanahan and he just, like, forces him to play, like, while he's a little bit injured. And we've done that. We've definitely done that. And Christian McCaffrey is that crucial to the Niners offense. But if not, then... These two are the next guys up. I know Shanahan said that Eli Mitchell was probably going to be the guy, but I really think you should consider Jordan Mason. Like, I think both will get picked up. If you can't get Mitchell, I'd probably put Mitchell as the first waiver priority, but I would not be mad if you put a waiver priority for Mason because he, I think he's a lot, I think he's better, honestly. And he doesn't get as hurt. So I don't really understand why Mitchell is, starter i know he's had the proven experience before as a starter but i don't think that he's gonna be like if anything you could see both of these guys getting viable uh fantasy points Hmm. i I really think it comes down to who you think is gonna get red zone touches and i feel like jordan mason the younger like less injury prone back will and eli mitchell would just get the yardage in between so i just pick up jordan mason but i do like eli mitchell He's a good runner. How running long back. do you think? How long do you think McCaffrey's gonna be out? Like a week at most? Is it at most a week or? They say obliques are like pain tolerance, so I think that Kyle Shanahan's gonna be. If he, I really hope he is, I think he's gonna be mindful of the fact that it's Monday Night Football. It's gonna be a short week against the Bengals next week. He's gonna rest McCaffrey, give him a week to recover, and then let him play against the Bengals. Because if he plays in Minnesota and plays him against Cincinnati, then he gets like five days rest in between, and I don't think that's going to be healthy. So I, hopefully he's looking forward-looking as a Niners fan, and he's going to rest McCaffrey for a week. But, I, you know, again, Shanahan, he, he surprised me sometimes with his moves. Even Like, he ran McCaffrey even though when he doesn't have to. So I think that's that could be something that could happen this week. Mm. 
I don't know. I mean, oh, you know what? I just realized Eli Mitchell is still young, bro. He's 25. I feel bad for calling him. Yeah, he <laughs> he just runs so old. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. He just runs so old, though. Like, or plays so old. There's not even a chance he makes it out the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got injured in practice once, and he was out for two weeks. It's fucking insane. I think I still would rather pick Daryl Henderson out of these two, like three people. I mean, just because really? like it's going to be them? a because it's going to be a quick. I mean, if you're playing for this week, Jordan Mason. But if you're p- playing for a longer term or like a better pick overall, Daryl Henderson, I feel like is the guy. To be fair. Do you care? Do you put any amount of significant fab money on any of these guys? Oh, <laughs> Zach I Evans, I'd put like ten bucks on. Yeah, I think I'd put less than ten. Like that's it, Bruh, I'm paying like three. Yeah. Last week we told a guy to go all in, and I'm pretty sure he did. Like, yeah. fifty bucks for what's his name? Imari Di Mercado. <laughs> You're welcome. Oopsies. <laughs> Alright, suck it up. Oh well. Okay, I want to mention some names off the board here. Um Debo, if Debo's hurt, Ray Ray McLeod was the guy that you should that they put in the Debo role, but don't don't even pick him up on waivers. Don't pick up Ronnie Bell on waivers because I think that's who they would go to this time if Debo was hurt. I wouldn't really trust either of them. Um, Josh Downs, if he's still out there, you should pick him up. He's a great PPR target for Minchu. Rasheed Rice. Oh, I love Rasheed Rice. Like, I picked him up. I wanted to make a trade for him for Midi, and Midi didn't want to do it. And then he dropped him later, and I picked him up. So, L. <laughs> I, I think Rasheed Rice is going to be really good. Like, I can feel it. I feel like he's going to be like, I feel like he's going to be like Juju for the Chiefs because they need they desperately need just one receiver to step up and Rasheed Rice looks like the best viable option for them right now. He's very good with the yards after catch from what I've seen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um I would also kind of throw in a few couple other names I like. Maybe not not like the most like prominent names, but more maybe that someone you could stash. I think Jalen Warren has like decent value just because I think more and more as the season goes he keeps getting more and more touches. So maybe not this week. Quality touches might... too. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like he's you know going to slowly gain more work in the backfield. So maybe two, three weeks, that's something that could pay dividends having him now. Um, and then uh, Kareem Hunt had a good week. You know, I think they're showing that he's finally back into the offense. So I like those two. And those are more of like I wouldn't spend a waiver wire priority just – 11 or 1201 that shit you know true <laughs> 1201 <laughs> that's a good phrase i need him i need him dang that's good that's a great 1201 well i'm 1201ing zeke to be honest with you like i know that's it's kind of disgusting kinda, it's kind of hard funny. to say like try to you can tuesday that's you can you sorry you can friday morning that shit friday. <laughs> <laughs> saturday sunday sunday morning sunday morning i'm just saying bro like zeke Zeke is the only like positive like player out there. It seems like, I mean, he he finally scored last week and he put up eleven ninety off a wildcat. But you know they like to use him a lot more than they like to use Ramondre, unfortunately. Hmm. Interesting. And they like to do yeah. I th- I feel like they're okay with hurting 
Zeke, and they're less okay with hurting Ramondre. And it's already going to be a tank season anyway, so put in that old man. Right, right, Matt? <laughs> no. Oh. You know, I saw something. I'm pretty sure I saw that Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott have the same yards per carry so far. Exactly. What? Wait, Tony Pollard? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, that's kind of pissed. I, that's that pissed me off because I drafted him in third round. <laughs> uh, and, la- and last but not least, also Latavius Murray because the the Bills just lost um, Damian, uh, Harris. Damian Harris yeah. to a scary neck injury. Hopefully, he's okay. I don't. I haven't heard anything else from it. But um, that definitely steps Latavius Murray up, being the RB two for James Cook. And James Cook does run pretty hard, and he's having a pretty good season. But obviously, you need to put somebody in there to like lessen the injury risk for the young stud. So he's also a vulture. Yeah. He's a vulture in the red zone, bigger, bigger, bigger body, the oldest running back in the league. Nope. not can't pick that guy up now. (laughs) (laughs) Just a thought. Let us know what your waiver claims are and, you know, whether or not you should drop or start or sit any of these guys or here for you. And we're going to get into our starts and sits here. We were 6-6-3 six, six, and three last week, which is perfectly balanced. Um, obviously, we lost a couple of players due to injury and stuff. Uh, Rashawn Johnson didn't make it to the game, so uh, he couldn't be, have been the start of the week, so we counted that out. So, you know, we're just going to get right this week. We're going to make sure that we went really deep for these guys. So some of these guys will be available on your waiver wires, and we want to make sure that, you know, we picked some guys. They might not be like the best, like top five, but right now you're not looking for top five. You're just looking to get above league average so you can try to win your game. So I'm going to start it off here with Daniel Jones versus the Commanders. Ooh, I mean, I don't think anyone would like this pick, honestly. Why? Because the Giants have not scored a touchdown in three straight games. Like, obviously that isn't conducive to putting up any good score fantasy wise right and daniel jones is hurt and i don't even know if he'll return this week yet this is just something in my gut that i feel usually i try to make these picks off of defensive you know rankings and stats and stuff like that this one i just feel in my gut because i know for a fact that daniel jones plays really good against the commanders and i don't know why it's just one of those divisional things, like when Matthew Stafford plays well against the Cardinals, when the Niners play well against the Rams. For some reason, Daniel Jones just plays up against the Commanders. And I think that now that he has all his weapons back, Saquon's finally back. Last time Saquon and Daniel Jones were on the same field together, he was literally the quarterback one, right? So, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the quarterback one this week, but he's at home. They got a good matchup eventually there's going to be a regression to the mean where they will be eventually scoring touchdowns. He's got all his weapons. He has no excuses now. So I'd go with him. Okay. I'm going to go with even crazier because this guy's a rookie. But it's not that crazy because they play the Broncos. Obviously, now you know it's going to be Jordan Love with the He's Packers. He's not a rookie. Oh, well, <laughs> he feels like a rookie. My bad. Well, it's his first season actually starting, you know. But... Regardless, you're going to start Jordan Love. I feel like this is a make-or-break game for him because, I mean, he's been awful the last two games, and this is his chance to bounce back against the worst, like, what the worst defense in the league. I mean, 
if he doesn't throw out the gym this week against the Broncos, who have allowed the, the second most yards, and I think the second most touchdowns, passing touchdowns in the league, and you have Aaron Jones back, I mean, like, there, there's no way that he doesn't pop off for, like, an Aaron Jones 60-yarder. <laughs> I really hope that happens simply because that happened to me. But we're not going to talk about it. It's it's simply a pure fun. What's that? St- <laughs> Matt, yeah, Matt's Matt's the the reason. But um, it's a purely a get like this is do or die for Jordan Love. That you really have to ask questions as a Packers fan whether or not you guys stick with Jordan Love. Um, and the Broncos are just you gotta awful. play good. Yeah, you gotta play good against the Broncos. There's no yeah. excuse about no excuse. Not playing. Yeah, if you and that's, if you can't that's, perform. That's like the best logic to usually use for you know, matchups for these quarterbacks is this quarterback doesn't need to play good. The defense is just bad, you know, and that's kind of my logic for my start this week is Geno against Arizona. And it's also kind of like the same realm with Daniel Jones. Like, he hasn't really played good this year. He's been kind of like turnover, uh, happy, and just kind of mid in terms of fantasy. But it's just a great matchup. You got Arizona who feels like they give up a million points to everybody. And then you have... Gino, who looks like he needs to score some fucking points to prove his relevancy again. Um, I just, it's a get right week. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, definitely a great right. You get you, these are these are times for our quarterbacks to step up. All of our quarterbacks have been playing horrible <laughs> that we chose. Yeah, and then my same logic applies to my running back sharp for this week. Unfortunately, it's against my Steelers, and it just seems like we give up a million points to running backs any running back that can run the ball half decently is gonna you know have a day against us uh and right now you're getting these guys basically whatever one you want off the waiver wire so kind of choose happily there uh and you'll be able to probably get them uh you know especially with the zach evans or daryl henderson they're most likely going to be splitting the backfield or whoever starts playing a little bit better. Um, so the starting position could be key in that matchup because let's say Zach Evans starts, you're probably going to get off to a good start. You probably get off to a good finish. It's the Steelers. Our defense is awful against the run. So let one of these guys get you know hot early. They're going to stick with the, the whole game. So I kind of like them against Pittsburgh. And for people that are just kind of – Scrap in the waiver wire, you know, get whatever one you can and start them if that's the case. Yeah, I'm really mad because Kyron, I was ready for this matchup for Kyron Williams. And now I can't, I don't even think I'm going to get Zach Evans. Man, that's tragic. But I got you, Matt. I got you someone that you can replace Kyron Williams for now at least. Well, I think it's a long term, but I'm going to start the Kareem Hunt against the Colts. Two factors that Kareem Hunt is obviously he was he was profound when he was with the Chiefs. Maybe he's getting his step back. And it's definitely by committee now, I think, in um in the Browns organization. And um Kareem Hunt is also on the waiver wire. Fifty percent of like only owned forty three percent of league. So that's a good pickup for you. Um the Colts have allowed third most or yeah, third most touchdowns uh to running backs. The yards aren't there but that's okay because Jerome Hunt will be the one rushing it in for you taking those hits. And then Kareem Hunt's just going to break off with a reception, you know, and get that slide touchdown. Just playing touchdowns for, that's what you got to do for running backs. Who you're plugging in, you know? We're deep in the bag this week. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going uh, deep. Step back. Yeah. Curry, Curry type level. I'm going to hit you with a step back right here. Okay. This is, this is really, I think this might be my craziest one. I don't know. 
but I'm going Darius Slayton versus the Commanders. Okay. These are Giants um, wide receiver. And I guess it isn't that crazy because the Commanders have been dog awful against uh, passing plays that break off for like more than like 15 yards. Those guys give up the big game. And um, Darius Lane for the Giants has been that guy, you know. He's quick. He goes vertical. I mean, you could also go Jalen Hyatt here because last week um, against the, uh, who, who did the Giants play? The Bills. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was honestly catching like his most receptions for big gains. Well, not big gains, but Danny Jones was looking for him. Beep. Just couldn't Ty connect. Rod. Oh, Tyrod. Tyrod. Tyrod likes to be passing more. Hopefully, he Tyrod is the one that stays in because he looked better, honestly, than no, um, my start of the week. <laughs> well, then just put Tyrod there. No, I'm not putting Tyrod. <laughs> but it's against the Commanders. They give up the big plays, the a lot of yards, man. He doesn't have that. Even, I'm pretty sure the average is like same like shit on Commander mentality. <laughs> yeah, the Commanders have been giving up like I think an average of like at least 20 points. I feel like just that's an average based on like the highs for the past three weeks. Four weeks, we're like four, 35, 30. So, I mean, this is a big game. And he's obviously better than Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not too sure. Tyrod? Tyrod, yeah. You'd hope so. And Daniel Jones. I believe Daniel Jones is better, but yeah. So, Jalen Hylett, I'd rather say Darius Slayton. He's available, I'm pretty sure, at like 37% of like 6% roster ownership. Yeah, there's bro, no way. Easy pick. Yeah. <laughs> no way yeah, people They give up the big in. play, bro. I'm telling you. Darius Slayton's your man. Or Jalen Hyatt. I'd slay Slayton. Okay, well, conventionally, I would say in this wide receiver start of the week, I'd go Michael Thomas because the Jacksonville pass defense is pretty bad. I think they allow the, yeah, they're basically first, they're second worst in the league in passing yards per game allowed. And, you know, Michael Thomas is a great pick. Chris Olave is a great pick. So I'm just going to hit you with an even deeper find because this time we're going to go deep in our bag for this week. We're going with Rashid Shahid versus the Jaguars because I think they're going to involve him even more and more and more in the passing game. You know, he is just a home run waiting to happen at a certain point. I think he's caught, uh, he caught a touchdown in week one. He got a touchdown in week six against Houston, he had a punt return for a touchdown. Like, he's special, and he's really quick. And if you just get one deep ball, just get one deep ball on Thursday night football against this terrible Jacksonville pass defense, he's going to have a viable week in terms of fantasy. So if you're really hurting that wide receiver, right, all your wide receivers are on by, like T. Higgins or Adam Thielen, who apparently has turned the clock back, you know, Take a consideration in Shahid. I think he's rostered in just 28% of fantasy leagues right now. Like, there's a chance. You have a chance These right here. Deep bags, bro. Oh, spit, also, spit that game. Michael Thomas is 30 plus, and Rashid Shahid is 25. <laughs> just saying. Ageism. Ageism. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then, uh, you know, my last start was the Rams running back against Steelers, so I got to. Gotta give my Steelers some love. Show them I'm still a fan. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Even though you dogged on him literally with the Rams running backs. 
Yeah, uh, I did, but that has nothing to do with the receivers, which are starting this week. You see what I did there? Uh, oh, Pickens and Deontay, I like both of their matchups this week. Uh, Pickens has been pretty much like kind of, so I would almost want to say like flex worthy. Like you kind of like give him a nice flex spot. Uh, he's been pretty good, and I don't see why you'd want to bench him now. And Deontay comes back, and he's a reception monster. And I don't think what people are kind of saying is relatively true in terms of Pickens. That when Deontay comes back, it kind of affects what Pickens is doing. But they have two completely opposite games that actually complement one another. And if anything, they're going to have more drives kind of sustained, which they've been having troubles with. You got a guy that can do a short pass or a short route and get open, create separation. That's Deontay. And now you have Pickens, who's going to be that deep, you know, go route back shoulder that they love to fucking throw 50 times a game to fade <laughs> anything like that that's all going to pick in. so now you kind of have like ways to balance one another and both of them i like the matchups against the rams this week i agree like with you on it. that like the complimentary thing yeah i agree pickens is more of the big play guy Deontay's the possession guy and i think hopefully it opens up the steelers passing game more and maybe get some Running room for Najee. For, for some, Nanji, for some reason, for some reason, we just love to start playing offense. The last few years after the bye week, um, we didn't did the same thing last year. We didn't do shit for the first few weeks, and then bye week came, and we finally started kind of clicking up. For some reason, something happens during this bye week, and Najee starts to play better. I don't know if today will be the week that he plays the best because it's against uh, Aaron Donald and the group of friends he has, um, <laughs> but. Please let it be this week. I uh, please. I need Najee to pop off because I'm gonna have to be starting him. I actually put in Jalen uh over him because he's been more efficient, but I don't know if I'm crazy. Um but I'm crazy with my tight ends. I mean, I either get them really, really right or horribly wrong. Last week I got them both wrong. <laughs> so I'm hit you with a, a a get right. Uh Gerald Everett versus Kansas City Chiefs. This is a divisional game, and these games always go crazy and high scoring. Um, I think it's the same thing with Jordan Love. Um, I feel like Herbert has not been producing well these past couple weeks, and I feel like this is definitely a time to stack it up. Like, you have to put... There's, like, no going back after this. I feel like if they lose again, this 2-4 and four Chargers, I mean, there's real questions happening, well, especially for Staley. So, Gerald Everett's going to be balling. That's uh, without um the big-body Mike. There's no one else that uh he likes to go to. Yeah. So I'm that's definitely picking up thing. Everett. I don't know why, don't but know. he doesn't like Quentin Johnson. I don't think no. he had a reception. Josh Palmer's fine, but yeah, not great. Someone needs to step up. Yeah. And Gerald Everett, just that, that seasoned seasoned vet that Matt don't like. No, no. <laughs> and let me tell you something, guys. Um I was forced to make a tight end start this week. Um and you know me, you know me. I've I've said it already. I am terrible with tight ends. I hate tight ends. In fact, because the last four weeks I've started, um, I started Hunter Henry, who scored like one point, and then I started Luke Musgrave. After that, I switched, and then he got one point, got one catch for one yard, got a concussion and left, and then I went back to Hunter Henry. He gets zero points, so I drop him again. Pick up Logan Thomas, declare him as my start of the week. He gets one catch for two yards. So I think you would jinx, bro. 
yeah, literally, I, I PPR less than seven points in all my tight end starts. Basically, I don't really have a solution for you. I am a terrible chooser of tight ends. Anyone I choose as my start of the week at tight end is not going to work. So that being said, I am starting Luke Musgrave <laughs> against the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I like it. Say with your chest. When in doubt, when in doubt, just pick against the Broncos defense, right? If this doesn't work anymore, you know, it's just it. That's over. I think we're I, gonna have to cut I'm, the tight end bit. Huh? I, I think we're gonna. I think I'm banned for like at least a month for tight end starts at the week. But I think Denver is literally last in terms of tight end defense. I keep picking against the tight end defense because one of these days it's actually going to work. And, you know, Luke Musgrave, aside from the one time he had the concussion, has actually been a good target of Jordan Love's. Again, I don't really know why he just... This is the third time he's shown up on this list as my start of the week. And um, third time's the charm. That's really all I can say. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean... You know what the easiest way to avoid getting a tight end start wrong? Mm-hmm. Not is doing by it. not doing one. Yeah. And I'm not doing <laughs> one. So let's move on. There are sits. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I like that because I've literally given it. I'm ducking I'm wrong pick after. We just tank ourselves. <laughs> like every week we put at least two tight end starts out. And that's yeah. just giving us a That's probably our record. Yeah, that's our record. Yeah. That's probably why our record's so bad. We need the advanced <laughs> analytical record of our starts and sits, take out tight ends, and uh, Oh, but we're positive and, for show. Well, it would be so good, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes we pick three tight ends. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know. I don't know why I keep – I keep huh. – yeah. But I'm really good at my sits, so let me just go on with this crazy sit. Not really. I'm surprised. <laughs> I don't think we... I don't think you knew what we you did, or at least I. I didn't know what I did. I'm sitting Jared Goff against the Baltimore Ravens, which is... Well, Matt, why don't you give him your... Why don't you give your sit to Matt? <laughs> I feel like it's just fitting. This is just basically the opposite. It's Lamar Jackson versus the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I don't understand how... You so you guys are expecting a Ravens Lions game to have a negative amount of offense or something? <laughs> you go I don't first, Kev. I'll, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably have a better argument. Just watch. I don't get how you can <laughs> consider the Lions even formidable as a defense. I mean, th- what? they're mid tier. They're mid tier. Did what? So they stopped. Um, who they, they stopped? Uh, they they didn't even stop didn't Patrick you, Mahomes. Didn't you st- say start Faker Baker Maker last week, and then he didn't do well? Against well, my, who? I don't, Against who? The Detroit Lions defense. Well, dude, so maybe I jinxed Baker, Faker, Maker. Honestly, we were hyping a bit too much. Mike Evans had just come back. Everyone was playing a horrible game. Come on now. Stop playing. <laughs> okay, stop playing. But every every other week, you know, they're, they're, the, the opposite team is putting up points, you know. When it's a competent quarterback. Either way, Jared Goff is playing the Baltimore Ravens, who are stingy with passing yards, bro. Stingy. Under 1,000. Four touchdowns allowed the entire season, and they've had a lot of picks. Okay, so what does Jared Goff love to do? He likes to turn it over a bit. Maybe not this year. You know, honestly, I'll give it to him. He he's fixed every his his interceptions since two years ago. Because I think since I think he's since been to the Lions, he's got like twenty nine touchdowns and like. 10 interceptions which isn't really that great but that's good for jared goff type level ryan gosling type um 
Yeah, it's just a matchup um, formality against uh, the Ravens. The Ravens. Okay. I don't know well, how you can sit Lamar. I'm going to give you the reason why you sit Lamar. The reason why you sit Lamar is because the Detroit Lions defense is, in fact, good. They're also, top five in like quick, rushing and passing. Yeah. They don't have Demo. Period. That's true. But doesn't that mean more volume for Jared Goff? It means more picks. And you're really okay. going to give the Ravens, who love to run it down your throat, exactly. the ball? The reason why I don't like Lamar's matchup this week, other than the fact that Detroit's a good defense, I watched that whole London game at 6 a.m. in the morning, and what I saw was a very inefficient Ravens offense. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're still adjusting to Todd Monken, but they're out of sync for some reason. 24 to, I think, 13 was the final score or something like that. I know the Ravens put up 24. And you're thinking, surely they must have had three touchdowns and a field goal, right? No. They had one touchdown and six field goals because they don't... That's quite they, impressive. This, yeah, Justin Tucker's a beast. You can obviously start Justin Tucker. but like Most accurate kicker in the, in the like, history. Like, what are you doing? I don't know what's like... I don't think they're going to fare much better against Detroit who's an actual good defense. Lamar also has an issue with the Ravens right now. They have an issue of like stopping in the second half and just letting teams come back on them. They have to start getting it going. Detroit's not a team you can just lie down against right now. They're a very dangerous team. They're tied for the best record in the league. I don't think it's going to be a great day for Lamar because they're just not getting it going right now. And I, if you had a better option at this point, Obviously, you know, this is a tough week to do that. But I would temper expectations when it comes to him. I know we think of him as an elite quarterback. And yes, he has a good floor with the rushing volume. But I don't think he's going to necessarily light it up against Detroit. I just don't see how you can do it when you have Demo out. But, you know, that's just me. Bro, that's crazy. But our next set of sits here are also one against each other. Oh, yo, what the? Okay, Bijan Robinson versus Tampa. Damn, and I got Rashad White against Atlanta. I mean, I don't think Damn. I need to explain much. Rashad White and the Bucks offense is unpredictable, I would say. Like, you don't mm-hmm. know what Baker you're going to get. You don't know what White you're going to get. You don't know what set of receivers you're going to get. Like, I don't know, man. It, even like less, even less of the receivers, but more the Rashad White. He's been unpredictable. I don't like the matchup. Up against Atlanta, even though usually you would assume Atlanta's been good, uh, like for you know years past, like for in terms of running back matchup, a little bit more of a difficult matchup this year, uh, and they're you know I feel like they're more susceptible for passing, so you know you'll see you know, the the Tampa receivers more involved than you see see White, uh, and just I don't know, just a shit show. Don't like them. Mm. I I just don't know if. Well, because Atlanta's defense is pretty good. I'm not going to cap, but like, let me just speak on, on why you're going to say Bijan. I mean, the Buccaneers, oh, the, their defensive line is scary. Come on now. You have Vita Vea, bro. And then you have those linebackers, David White. You got Shaquille. You got, dude, you got everybody on this. And this is against a, a team that cannot throw, right? So obviously they're going to stack up, stack the box and just play like, man, like, come on now. Bijan Robinson is going to get swallowed up. And I do think that last week against the Lions, I think the Lions are just getting lucky. They're the hottest team in the league right now, besides maybe the Bills, even though they just they barely yeah. won against the Giants. Yeah. Lions um, hater. 
I, I, I'm just not sold yet, you know. They may have beat the Chiefs, and I'm thankful for that. But the Chiefs have always been... I'm a hater on the Chiefs, too. So, like, regardless, <laughs> oh regardless, gosh. it's just not a good matchup. Game script-wise, I feel like Tampa Bay has a better offense than the, line, uh, the, the, the Falcons. Right? And they have the better defense. Okay. So, I don't see Bijan getting enough work. That's fair. Drake London, maybe. I'm going to hit you right back with another freaking sit that I love to hate on. You know? DJ Moore against the Raiders. Most because they don't have Justin Fields. But maybe that's a good thing because Justin Fields is sorry. Damn. That's yeah. it. I mean, that's period. No, no love in Tyson Badgett? Ba- oh, is that his Bagent? name? Bagent. Dang, he's got bag in his name. I got to think about it. Go ahead, Matt. You first. Ha, what was your scouting report of G? G, you saw him in live. So right? I seen him come Just in. Like he wanted. Um, he was electric um, in terms of <laughs> turnovers, exciting plays. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, quickly, just to mention that we're talking about the Bears. Their play calling is just fucking absurdly stupid. Like, it was third and eight, and they ran the ball and then went for a field goal. And then it was third and one the next drive, and then they fucking passed the ball and threw a pick. Like, <laughs> and then, and then it's, it's eight seconds. It's eight seconds before the two minute warning. You know, they're no huddling, trying to get an extra playoff. Perfect. That's what you want to do. Get an extra playoff, squeeze one play in, right? Usually when you're trying to squeeze a play in, you don't want to do anything stupid. You just want to quickly squeeze the play in, maybe try to pick up a few yards. Best time to run the ball because you got an automatic timeout coming. These guys threw a fucking fade, got their quarterback <laughs> hit, and then threw a fucking pick. And I'm like, dude, this is the Bears offense for you. So it's, yes, it's bench DJ Moore. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> what happens if Badgent looks like a top 10 quarterback out there? Do we have more discussions? We would come back next week talking about him versus Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, he would end up being a pickup of the week. Uh, well, this is a guy that you don't really want to uh, start. Please, please Michael don't Pittman say this. versus no. the Cleveland Browns. You know why? You know why, Gav? <laughs> I think it's just a. <laughs> I'll admit it, look, dude. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe the Cleveland Browns have just had a softer schedule, right? And that's why they didn't have a lot of passing defense. Like, that's why they're the best passing defense, right? Obviously, they faced what they faced the Steelers. They faced the, you know, the Bengals, which is obviously great. But that was in a rainy game, so maybe it was just you know, situation wise. But no, they are legit. They play really good man coverage, and that's why they can rush the passer. That's why they can like keep a lot of guys out on the field and just you know tackle everybody in front of him like Pittman I know he's tall I know he's a big guy but one he's facing off against a really physical brown secondary who's going to play a man on him so he's not going to be able to get open he's going to have to separate which is not really his specialty two he's going to have to play with Gardner Minshew and Minshew has not been uh great let's say he didn't have a great game against Jacksonville. Maybe he thought he was playing for Jacksonville still because he threw like these ridiculous picks. And, you know, I don't think he's going to have a great time against the Cleveland defense, who's even more fired up now because they just had a huge win. Only Fluke. way I could see it like happen is if they like got too overhyped. It was an emotional game, and then they fall into the trap game. But I don't see that happening. Come on, man. You don't think Pittman's going to get the garbage time points again? Maybe. But, Please. I mean, I think they just play tough the entire time. Mm. Mm. I see the logic, you know. I just hate to... I'm biased because I have Michael Pittman. I need him to pop off, but 
you know, I'll hit you back with the final segment that we really hate to do. I mean, we no really more tight ends. No more tight ends. Sit Evan Ingram, mid-tier, mid-tier tight end against Butts' top passing defense. Um, they haven't allowed. They've only allowed two tutties to tight ends on like limited yards, less than. Oh well, it's two hundred yards, but come on, you think Evan Ingram's gonna be jumping out of the gym? Maybe Calvin Ridley. You would but hope. You would hope. <laughs> I don't know. This this Jacksonville, uh, like ja- the Jacksonville Jaguars, have been just so weird because they have the easiest schedule in the league, but they can't just can't seem to do it. Don't get it. I don't get it. But again, this is tight end. Don't kind of take it with a grain of salt with us, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's totally a good pick. Um, I'm gonna quickly just go through all the tight ends and just bench all of them. So <laughs> we'll start with we'll start with Hawkinson um, against the Niners. Like, why the fuck would you start him? Let's jump down to Laporte. He's got Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen on him. Bench him. Kyle Pitts. He had a good week last week. I was gonna have another good week. Bench him. Uh, Pat Fryermuth. It has a great matchup. There's the Steelers. They don't know what they're doing. Bench him. Bench him. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Let's see. I mean, are we even looking at Hunter Henry nowadays still? Like anybody no. in the Patriots tight ends? No, no, Cut no, him. No, no. Cut him. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean. Yeah, Logan I mean, Thomas, old. Yeah. We don't, I, I didn't I was going to even mention that one. But Nishoku can't really even see right now. Uh, Hurt. Benchum. Jesus. Burnt. <laughs> Hurt okay. and burned. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's about five sits for you guys. Um, if you guys have any starts for tight end, we'll feel free to let us know. But, yeah, everybody basically is a bench this week. I mean, maybe start Kelsey. and uh... Just like kickers, we need to get rid of them. Oh, also, In fantasy. In fantasy. My, my sit of the week is Luke Musgrave versus the Denver Broncos. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's it. I like it. All right, well, that was our starts and sits for this week. Uh, we're going to release our full list of starts and sits on Twitter and threads, so make sure to look out for that at sports underscore council either way. That'll do it for our show today. Um, we all do want to shout out Zencaster for helping us produce this amazing podcast, as always. Another well-done episode, thanks to them. And always crisp audio. Just amazing audio, completely technically sound, no issues or errors. Right. So if you want to go to if you want to go to get your own podcast, make your own perfect podcast, you just go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, use our referral code sports council, you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. You'll get a very easy, seamless experience. We enjoy it a lot. And that's why we keep using it. And we don't even use all of it. Remember, growth is easy with them they have tiktok up some automatic uploads they have ai to help the audio crisper i mean i don't understand why you wouldn't buy it one thing i do want to use one day is the soundboard i think that would be fun <laughs> i know right just up production it's just, gonna, it's just gonna devolve into just spamming the soundboard but <laughs> yeah we'll see one day all right that's gonna do it for our show be sure to follow us on spotify itunes uh, amazon music that's where all our podcasts are from, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow our Twitter, our threads, our Instagram. They're all the same, sports underscore council. Stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our sports takes. That'll do it, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate you for listening.